queremos. The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. I can't hear myself. Oh my god. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and the possibility of Siri in the can. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, El Kaiser explains uh, how you know when life is really a drag online, and I have a hopefully helpful hint about what to do if all those bright screens you stare at all day are giving your eyes an owie. But first... Some news. Owie, some owie, news. owie, owie, owie. What yeah, is this owie stuff we're talking about? Well, you know, it's a minor pain, not a necessarily excruciating pain, but something that maybe you would feel better without. Okay, that's fair enough. I like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, or you, you fall down here, you know, you get an owie. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's I think I've been true. hanging out with uh, young people. Yeah, well, I really certainly young people. have. <laughs> yes, I, you I certainly, certainly have. have. You live with them. Yes, exactly. We call them ouchies. I see. We get ouchies. I see, I wonder if it's a regional Cusco's. thing, you know, like soda and pop Owie yeah, versus Owie. That's right. I know Owie does kind of skew Midwest. I believe yeah, there was probably. a book review once uh, who talked about how Nancy Kerrigan got a whole career out of getting an Owie on the knee. I mean, uh, granted, it was Tawny Harding with lead pipe. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, Sounds like a game of Clue. It does. <laughs> it does. And, and, you know, all kinds of crime. The was it Tanya Harding <laughs> yes. in the conservatory? It, yes, in the rink. Yes. Yeah, well, that and, and you know, just the, the Netflix hack, yes. uh, which I didn't put in the news because it seemed kind of like, well, the people who were going to, like, steal bootlegs of Netflix's shows were just going to do it anyway because the stuff is up, like, a day after they post hmm, it. And exactly. I think people who generally want to watch the Netflix shows were just – are subscribing or would just do it anyway because torrent's too hard. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure I understand what they were trying to get out of that. I mean, yeah, it's and like, I don't okay. think it was, it was the most successful of uh, – Online escapades. Yeah, like you said, it's going to be on. It's going to be there tomorrow anyway. Yeah, okay. you go to these. Wow. Oh, look, the whole crown's up. Yeah, and you know, or look, yeah. uh, all of uh, House of Cards. It's so. not like the Wolverine hack. You remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, that the, was they that had was the some work serious. print, and it was like the day before and all that. Yes, but I yeah. know uh, your your thirteen episode moody comedy drama. Yeah, you know, of course. Got yeah. leaked early. And, <clears throat> Jeez. Yeah, I think the audience for that is like, yeah, yeah no. we'll wait. Yeah, okay, you know, we'll who wait. wants to sit and download and just watch it when it streams yeah. and then be part of the cultural conversation that happens is everyone's, what episode are you on? Exactly. Yes, yeah, so exactly. it's a communal experience. It is a communal experience. But speaking of other communal experiences, yes. we have some news here. News. Now, after getting some buzz with streaming live events like NFL football games and other rough and tumble sports like last year's U.S. presidential debates, <laughs> yes. Twitter is going farther in its apparent quest to become a TV network. They really are. This week, the company announced 16 live streaming content deals it's made with various news, sports, and other media outlets. According to the Twitter blog, new content will include exclusive original live programming, live games, and events, live syndications, extensions of existing live deals, and new always-on live streaming content into the platform. Uh, the post there on the Twitter blog noted uh, they were going after the youngs as this, uh, quote, audience is global, mobile, and influential with 55% of our logged in live viewers being under the age of 25, end quote. Now, partners in this new venture include Bloomberg Media, who I think is doing a 24-7 news channel, uh, The Verge, BuzzFeed News, Live Nation, you know who does the concerts, yes. uh, the WNBA, and the PGA Tour because young people love uh, televised professional <laughs> golf. <laughs> Apparently, 
Maybe it's an audience uh, that I was One aware of. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah, I, I just think of televised professional golf as the thing that makes elementary late on Sundays because <laughs> it bumps all of yes. the Sunday night TV block on it CBS. definitely does. But it we'll see how that goes. Does. Twitter is very excited about this. Also in social media news, the Home Affairs Committee of Parliament there in the United Kingdom is deeply critical of the way social media companies handle, or rather fail to handle, taking down dangerous extremist and illegal content. The Home Affairs Committee recommends the UK government should decide that if failure to remove illegal material is uh, in itself a crime, uh, what should they do about it? And uh, if not, how should the law be strengthened? The committee also recommends considering a system of escalating sanctions uh, to include large fines for social media companies that don't remove illegal content within a strict time frame. So this is falling into line uh, like we've seen with Germany, too, where they want social media companies like Facebook and Twitter to take down stuff that's classified as hate speech or harassing and – if these people have crossed the line beyond what is considered free speech by most, these posts should be nuked off the uh, boards, I just guess. Just nuked, just blasted right out of there. Yeah, so so that's uh, – and again, this is just a uh, home affairs committee, so they haven't actually passed anything in parliament. But they are talking about it, which I think is more than what's going on over here. Yeah, no, there's no, no conversations on this uh, side of the pond. But uh, sticking with the social here for a minute, though, a bit of news from Facebook – The company uh, has put Alex Hardiman in charge of its news products. Uh, She has a good background for news as one of her previous jobs was leading the New York Times' mobile and news product teams. And, you know, hey, Facebook, you're starting to look an awful lot like a media company here. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But wait, there's also a a coupon dispenser element to Facebook here this week. Really? TechCrunch reports that it's been digging around and it found a feature called Facebook Rewards where users can scan a personal QR code with their phones that turns into a discount when shopping in the brick-and-mortar version of that store. Are there brick-and-mortar stores left? They're very few and far between now. exactly. Some users see the rewards feature listed in the More tab of their Facebook mobile app, but Facebook says it's just doing limited testing of the feature at this point. Not everyone will see it, so calm down, coupon Uh, lovers. Cool your jets. Yeah, but um, but more of the merging of the online with the brick and mortar. We're going to talk about brick and mortar again later in the news segment. Because you know how those coupon clippers get. Oh, yeah. They, they, get a little, uh, they get feisty. They want to save that money. Oh, yeah. But back to government news uh, for a moment here, this time in the U.S. instead of the U.K., The White House announced it plans to meet with top technology executives next month to discuss ways to transform and modernize the federal government. This is part of a new effort called the American Technology Council, which was part of a presidential executive order signed earlier this week. Chris Liddell, a former Microsoft executive, will lead the group. So Hmm. we got a Microsoft guy in charge here. Hmm. Former President Barack Obama had a similar tech boost when he was in office uh, with projects like the U.S. Digital Service, which was described at the time as a startup in the White House that sought to hook up tech experts with federal agencies that needed help with that whole modernization thing. Hmm. I don't know if they got like foosball tables <laughs> in the East Wing or what was going on there. but They, they got free snacks. Yeah, they, they, they were going uh, startup mode there. There you go. Also getting up to date, Intel, the company announced that it has patched a remote code execution bug living in the active management technology of its processors uh, for the past 10 years. That sounds painful. 10 years? Yeah, it's been working I for 10 that years. Nugget. Yeah, I think there have been software safeguards that have kind of stopped this thing from going wild, but there have been cases, you know, where it could have been a problem. 
But, you know, better late than never <clears throat> until. Wow. Decades. Yeah, they decades. Had a big old security note there. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, moving on to happier news about computers. Okay. Uh, Microsoft held a big event here in New York City this week dedicated to its academic offerings. Rolling Stones? Uh, no, no, no Rolling Stones. Play? Not even Schoolhouse Rock. No, no school. I, think, I think it was kind of a chill thing. <laughs> yeah, but okay. uh, among the announcements, uh, there's a new $999 Surface laptop meant to take a piece out of the Google Chromebook sales for the education market. Very light. I think it's like maybe two and a half pounds. I think they said it was lighter than the MacBook Air, and it's got like a 13.5-inch screen. You know, one of these days I'm just going to come out and pretend I'm holding a laptop. Your, your invisible just, laptop? It's my invisible laptop. Uh-huh. $1,300. Mm-hmm. Buy it now. Line up in the streets it's for it. It's a Wonder Woman model. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Nice reference. Thank you. So Microsoft wanting to take some of that education uh, money back from Google, which I think had been horning in on Apple's turf because Apple had always been the education computer company. It's a lot of horning in. Yes. A lot of horning. And some elbowing and and some jockeying for position, I think. Uh, Some encroachment. Encroachment? Yes. uh, 15 yards. Yes. There you go. In addition to the uh, Surface laptop, there is a um, lighter, smaller version of Windows 10 called Windows 10S that will run. I don't know if this is Windows RT revisited, I was but just it's sort say, of a stripped down, yeah. lighter version of it okay. where you don't need to have the, the biggest, best hardware to run it. And with that, a student laptop series that can run Windows 10S. Several companies are making these. Uh, one of them starts at just $189. I can't remember which manufacturer it was, but a number of them have put forth. So they're going after Google Chrome, huh? Yeah, they're going after those Chromebooks. Yeah, because, so. my, you know, Windows RT really didn't uh, take off. They're also going to have full versions of Microsoft Office in the Windows Store coming soon, wow. too. So you can just download uh, the whole thing, I guess, nice. as an app. So it's so a big, big week for Microsoft. Yeah. Also, if you notice the desktop version of YouTube looks a little different these days, it's because the site got a redesign to clean it up. I guess same with that material design mm-hmm, philosophy mm-hmm. that Google's been spouting. Yeah. And they also added some features like a new dark mode to cut down on the glare. Now, we're going to talk more about dark mode and, and other things uh, running away from the light here well, later in the show. But uh, I think it's a it's sort of a trend here. Look at that. You wrapped it up nicely. You know, we, nice. we had a throw to it. Throw. You threw to it. Yes. Um, well played. Now, now, Angie's List. Uh, yes, remember Angie's that homegrown yeah. uh, home service recommendation uh, service that let real customers warn you about things, about which house painters were really good. I'm not sure I like where this and is going. And which ones would slot paint all over your house and run up your pay-per-view <laughs> on your uh, cable TV, watching <laughs> yes. the porn. Yes. It, Angie's List was very good for yeah. the real-time recommendations from real people. Is it not around anymore? Uh, no, they have been bought by Barry Diller's IAC Interactive Corp. Okay. So uh, this acquisition deal is said to be worth $500 million. Wow, Angie. And Angie's List will be combined with IAC's Home Advisor online review network. I got you. So I, got you. I guess kind of making a big mega if you want to know what kind of service person to get or what is uh, good in your neighborhood. Gotcha. Uh, one-stop shopping here. Uh, Fitbit, which bought proto smartwatch maker Pebble last year, which I completely forgot about or maybe yeah, I didn't know actually, that. Well, uh, I don't think I knew that. They have produced their first product since that acquisition, and pictures of it leaked out early thanks to the Yahoo Finance site. So Yahoo oh, okay. Finance still breaking some news there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, however, with the leaked photos come whispers that the in-house design and development of the device had been a tad problematic, particularly with GPS connectivity and waterproofing issues. Ooh. So expect that one, uh, I guess, in the fall rather than the spring. Gotcha. Uh, the photos kind of say, well, it looks like the blaze and it's kind of got the square rectangular right, and right, the right, aluminum right. unibody. But uh, I guess on the inside, maybe they were needing to, to do a little more work there. 
absolutely zero interest in a smart watch. I think you were not the only one because there have been other tremors in the smartwatch world as well. Uh Apple Insider and other blogs report that several major companies have dumped their dedicated Apple Watch apps. Oh! Uh, Or rather the the part that sort of links in from the phone. Uh, Google Maps has cut ties with its link support for the watch from within the main iOS app, uh, as have eBay, Target, and Amazon and their respective iOS apps. Those are some big names. Yeah, and I don't know how well these things work, not being an Apple Watch owner. I guess people say, well, it was sometimes good on eBay because you could watch, like, auction activity on your watch, and and people, I guess, would use it for that. But I know people are tired of me saying this, but I still don't understand how Apple went out of its way to force us not to use a watch, to condition us to not use it, and now they're trying to shove a watch mm-hmm. onto our wrists. Makes no sense. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, probably uh, kind of playing out yeah, here it's because out. Uh, yeah. these people are holding up, you know, and I don't know if they're going to put the Apple Watch support back into future versions. Maybe they just took it out to do something. Oh, yeah, sure. That's exactly what but, it is. Um, because the SmartWatch 3 is just around the corner, yeah, right? Yeah, but, but Apple Insider thought this was worth writing about. I so, think it uh, is, yes. You know, and Especially I, the names involved. Yes, uh, b- big names there. Yeah. And Amazon especially, too, because they're Amazon's, kind of on everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but Amazon itself has a lot of irons in the fire. Uh, the New York Times reports that the Uber Mega Everything store is set to become the largest retailer of clothing and apparel this year, due in part to many of the aforementioned brick-and-mortar shops, like Macy's, uh, closing various stores yeah. around the country. I know yes, Kmart is kind of down for the count in a lot of places. I tweeted about this the other day. I mean, some malls are like ghost towns. Yeah, the, it's just the people in their, their sneakers walking right, the exactly. perimeter of the mall for, for heart <laughs> yeah, health. for exercise, yes. Uh, but nobody's really shopping there anymore. Nope. So, so that's uh, kind of worrisome. Uh, the Times reports that Amazon is, quote, exploring the possibility of selling custom fit clothing tailored to the more precise measurements of customers. I guess they've got some patents in the work here, but it's not just going to be off-the-rack Amazon. I guarantee you it's going to have something to do with uh, the Alexa look. Uh-huh. What is it? It's called Alexa look, right? Or, yeah, Where, whatever their, their new yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you it's going to have something to do with that. Yeah. Oh. They're going to scan your body and yes. get a complete set oh. of measurements and upload it, and then, and then your nice new oh, suit suit will arrive. In the- make your <laughs> suit suit. <laughs> I gotta have a zoot suit. Yeah, I, I think get you a need to bring suit. it back. Yes, Man, the zoot I think suit I had will. a glorious run. It's going to be my goal in life to bring back the zoot suit. Yeah, and I had that little blip yes, you know, back exactly. in the '90s, but it, it yes. needs a, a renaissance. Uh, moving on, the city of San Francisco has struck a deal with short-term rental companies Airbnb and HomeAway. Remember, there was all this fight mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Legal, no, you can't rent. Maybe even a Donnybrook. There was a Donnybrook, yes, I yes. believe. Uh, the agreement dismisses legal challenge to San Francisco's short-term rental rules, uh, making it easier for people to register and comply with the law. And uh, apparently it better protects the city's housing supply, which is quite tight out there right. uh, with all the tech industry taking all the available space. Now, as part of the agreement, Airbnb and HomeAway will require their new host to be registered with the city within 120 days uh, before they can post rentals online. Mm -hmm. And uh, San Francisco requires anyone providing a short-term rental to register with the city. This is the thing. There you go. Uh, Obtain a business license and comply with limits on the number of days per year the property can be rented. So Mm. they're they're having some guidelines in force here. Hey, enforcing them guidelines. Yes. And finally. And finally. Could Apple be getting ready to join the voice-activated talking tube speaker assistant market (laughs) dominated by Amazon's Echo and Alexa, which you just mentioned, and, uh, you know, a little bit of intrusion from Google with the Google Home thing? Yeah, exactly. Which a lot of people are scared of for some reason. I haven't really Yeah, I I guess 
I mean, Amazon and Google, they both kind of slurp up all the details about your life. I guess Google's maybe got the worst reputation yeah, for babe, all of its sort of uh, technicals. I, and, uh, absolutely. I yeah. think it has more to do with – I think Amazon, you kind of give a pass because you buy all your – stuff from them. Yeah. You basically buy everything from yeah, them. Yeah, and you think of them as like a shopping thing. Right, and exactly. Not, so oh, it's Amazon kind of knows where I live and exactly. how I get to work. Yeah. Exactly. And Google's kind of like got your information and they're selling it to people. So that's kind of like yeah, not that Google Amazon is. Google will tell you it? when yeah. your credit card bills are due, which freaks a lot of people out. Uh, that Google, you know, how do they get into my accounts? I was like, well, they're looking at the email that came from your credit card company and telling you that it's there. Exactly. Uh, still making them uh, nervous. So uh, Apple observers like the Mac Rumors site are whispering uh, that there's a more than 50% chance that a Siri-powered speaker could be revealed at next month's Worldwide Developers Conference. More than a 50% chance. More than a 50%. A 51% chance. Yes. Yeah, so, well, maybe seemed, a 50.2% yeah, chance. Which That's seemed more. a little kind of non-committal to me. Yeah, it was like, um, it's a 50-50 chance. Like, I know, I know, I know. I got the super sick thing, and maybe it'll happen. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know about this. Yeah, some people claim they've seen prototypes and uh, talk well, to I mean, people in the know. you can prototype anything you want. doesn't mean it's actually going to, I mean. Yeah, and I'm sure they've been testing it. Yeah, of course. Of course, it makes sense, but you know they got to read the tea leaves. You know how Apple does it. You of all people know how Apple yeah, does it. They, they read the tea leaves for years, yeah, and then they decide, okay, it's worth dipping a toe. That's yeah. how. That's what they did. That's how they did the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Since you and and uh, Amazon Alexa have a existing relationship, right. but you have some things in the Apple ecosystem, do you see yourself being compelled if a Siri-powered speaker suddenly appeared for sale? Uh, would you be tempted? She would be a bit on the vixen-like mm-hmm. side because I'm in the Apple ecosystem. It's like, hey, mister. Yeah, Come exactly. on, I got your you stuff. Know, exactly. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, the bulk of my music is on Amazon, the stuff that I buy online, which is not a lot, but still the advantages of it. You know, mm-hmm. I may have to go full Mormon on this one. Yeah, and, and of course, you know, nobody knows anything about it, but they're right, saying, well, it could tap into the HomeKit stuff that's in iOS and exactly. all of your music and, and your Yeah, because does anyone use HomeKit, actually? I mean, it's on there on every device. But, yeah, I you think know. it works with a couple of thermostats and stuff, right, yeah, and maybe some lights. Yeah, um, there's not much of a call for it, but... Yeah, it's growing. Maybe they're planning for the future. Yeah, see, that's how they do it. Yes, uh, and, and the story also made me realize that a, it's May, which means next month is June. Right. And June means Worldwide Developers Conference. So right. we're going to have all this Mac OS stuff and go. whispers about whatever's going on with the anniversary edition of the iPhone. Right. And if this Siri speaker thing comes true. We got to start some iOS. rumors. Let's just start some rumors. We Let's should. Make something. Next week, we're going to have some rumors for yeah, you. Yeah, our, our favorite rumors. Our favorite rumors, exactly. Some of them we make up ourselves. Yes. But in the meantime, if you want to know the factual stories <laughs> that we talked about here in this new segment, you can find links to all of them at. Pumped. Jam.com. Up next, time for a drag. Have you ever been dragged online? Have, have you been trolled, first off? I've been trolled before. You know there's a difference between getting trolled and getting dragged. Yeah, but I was never clear on the specifics now. Well, you know, I you mentioned this to me. Yeah. And I never realized. Actually, I did, but I kind of sort of forgot yeah, well, that I think there was a term of, for this. There was a nuance, too, that, right. that kind of has come out of, you know, just trolling. And The way I break it down for folks is that, and this is sort of like a tech term, but uh-huh. we're just shooting the breeze here. Yeah, it's a breezy that's what tech we do. term. It's a breezy tech term. That's what we do here. I'm not going to do the intro and all that stuff. You guys can play it. You've heard it a million times. I'm actually tired of saying it. 
Yes. You know that? Have you ever, have you ever, it's like, I'm tired of saying that intro. I've memorized it. Yes. That sometimes I dream with that intro. Yeah. Well, so and now it's gotta... time. And now it's time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I, I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry, folks. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. You got to branch out. It's like, you know, yeah, how I'm, certain I'm long run shows, they have to change the opening credits every right, once in a while. Exactly. You got to freshen it up. Like Doctor Who, the credits change all every and they, year. They subtly change the theme too. They I believe. do. Yes. They so, do. Uh, anyway, trolling and dragging, there is a difference. When you get trolled online, it's basically you are, well, you know what? Let's go to the Urban Dictionary. Ooh, the Let's Urban Dictionary. Let's go to the dictionary. Urban Dictionary. A little dragged first. Okay. Yes. Getting dragged is basically when you roast someone harshly online. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's the yo mama jokes mm-hmm. of of the internet. Yeah. Of Twitter, basically. And there's this, dragging's kind of a group activity too. Dragging is like a group chat type thing. <laughs> yes. You get a whole bunch of people who will like just tear you down. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, Pedro, you got a five head. Yeah. You know, you don't have a forehead, you got a five head. Uh-oh. Man, you are ugly as blah, blah, blah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like when you're with your friends and you start roasting each other. You mm-hmm. just start, you know, what? Look at that belly. You look like a Buddha. That type of stuff. It's that vibe transferred onto the internet. Now, a troll is basically someone who goes online and just wants to pick a fight with you. All right. So that's just their default position. Yeah, that's their default position. You know, they will. Now, a perfect example of a drag is with the United Airlines situation a few weeks ago. Speaking of drags. Right, exactly. Where they literally dragged this poor guy out. He got concussed. He got messed up. And, you know, they were taking the the guy out of the plane to put in a United employee. I mean, the whole thing was a cluster. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was just bad. But then after that, there was just a flood of memes and posts roasting the heck out of United. Airlines, other competing airlines were just like, for instance, they would say, you know, like uh, they would have a, a meme where, you know, people are sitting there with like football helmets and say, hey, we're ready for the next United flight to mm-hmm. take off. Stuff like that. It was That's very creative, roasted. some of the stuff. Some of it was very creative, but then you get into the darker side of dragging where it tends to get towards the bullying side. Yeah. You know, where you're literally just insulting the crap out of someone. Yeah, and it's a, group a pile of people, on. Yeah. It's a pile on. It's, a, it's just a group insult. And the recipients of this tend to be celebrities. Um, a perfect example, again, is the Jimmy Kimmel uh, reading insulting tweets. He uh-huh. has this thing where he gets these oh, celebrities. Mean tweets, yeah. Right, reading mean tweets. Those are, that's someone getting dragged. That's a drag mm-hmm. where you're getting insulted and just humiliated basically online. I've been dragged mm-hmm. on occasion. You've been dragged and you've been trolled. I've been you? dragged and trolled. You know, after a while, you develop a, a thick skin. And I think being from the Bronx, it's, you know. Yeah. But I was fascinated by the distinction that that there there's actually a name for this stuff. Mm-hmm. There's so much of this stuff. Like, there's subtweeting. There's dragging. It's a whole there's new language. trolling. There's, you know, oh, man. But it all comes from the same negative space. And I love the fact that. A lot of these folks who will drag you through the mud on the on the interwebs, as soon as you call them out in a generally nice way, they will completely, oh, I had no idea mm-hmm. that you actually read these. Sorry. Well, you yeah. just called me a dirtbag, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Of course. I'm, and you, you actually, like, put my handle on there. So mm-hmm. how am I not going to see this? Uh-huh. So 
dragging your tech term of the week. Okay, see, I did it, Jay. Very nice. Yeah, so you I came back it. to you know the reliable catchphrase oh, at the end. Yeah. I'm gonna have to come up with something new for that. Oh. Maybe that's what it is. I'm gonna shake things up a bit. Yeah, there you go. Kind of like a reboot. A reboot. I'm gonna yes. reboot. I'm gonna reboot, and Patrick Stewart is gonna read them. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Well, once it gets off the poop emoji tour. Oh, oh man, I gotta watch that. Hopefully helpful hint in a while. We haven't. We have not. I you know? love the hopefully the triple H's as I call yes. It. You know, just, just a little H's. something you know to keep us uh, keep the hopefully helpful hint in the mix here. Absolutely. Um, now, do you ever long for the days of the War Games era VDT with the black screen and the green type? And I yearn for those days. And. Uh, I do, too. Uh, some people just hate the glare of the bright white screen because it does cause a little bit of eye fatigue there if you're it looking does. at it all day and the it, flicker, and it's, it's just painful. And some people just have legitimate physical vision yeah. difficulties yeah. where yeah. that is just – it just hurts too much to look at that uh, for too long. So if uh, you fall into any of these categories and maybe want to tone things down a bit, your yeah. operating system and some of your programs might include settings that make it easier on your eyes – for example, Windows 10 has a dark theme available in its settings app as well as a high contrast mode in the ease of access controls. Both of these basically flip the background of the screen from white to black, hmm. just a little easier to read, and then the type pops out yep, as white it's or a, a green or blue color. Naturally easier on the eyes. What about 10S? Uh, Does Windows 10S have this? Oh, I'm we don't sure, know yet. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't we know. Don't I'm, I'm sure it will, though, because I think it's probably a standard in the ease of access stuff. I, I feel like I'm going to snark. All over Windows 10s. I'm just warning you. Now. Yes, I, I think yeah. from now on. I, I think it's uh, the you feel it coming inevitable. Right? Yes. yes. Now the dark mode doesn't make everything dark. If you just go into the settings and to the the personalization, and you go to colors, and you can also pick a new accent color. But then you go down, and there's like the the app settings or right. app modes. Right. You can choose light or dark, and if you choose dark, uh, just the backgrounds of certain apps will go dark, and some window screens, but like File Explorer stays white, your browser. Gotcha. gotcha. So it's just sort of kind of like a halfway thing. If you want to go full on, high contrast mode flips the background and changes the colors of several kinds of screen type uh, to make everything stand out better, especially for those who have trouble discerning different tints. You know, it's yeah. just a, a physical thing. You should never go full dark mode. Yes. You know, I don't know what the that dark means. side. Yes. Apple system preferences from macOS has similar controls in the display area of its accessibility settings. Yes, they so do. Uh, if you haven't uh, tried these, uh, check it out. Uh, I believe mobile operating systems also have similar features that you yes. can flip on. But if you don't want to change your whole operating system around, you can also find a dark or sometimes called night mode uh, setting in many apps. Microsoft Edge has one, mm -hmm. uh, the Twitter app for Android and iOS, which I use personally just because I find it uh, easier to look at at any time of day is to have that dark background on the Twitter feed. Amazon Kindle and its apps have a uh, black background you can use for reading, especially good at night if you mm -hmm. don't want to flood the bedroom uh, with a spotlight yeah. of an ebook. Uh, Apple's own iBooks app has a similar thing. And uh, some apps like Waze and Google Maps may automatically just turn on the night mode as you're driving, depending on the time of day, because it's easier to see the material on the screen. And especially the, since it's a driving app, you don't want to have the yeah, person you do have this, like, while bright thing, yeah, yeah, distracting you, because yeah. there's enough out there to do that. Uh, oh, yeah. And as we mentioned earlier on the show, uh, 
YouTube just switched to this uh, night mode, which for watching video, I actually prefer because you kind of get the black sense. box thing yeah. and you don't have the white glare. Uh, it was always of. very difficult to see, especially on the iPad too, where you got that big white block of text underneath the thing. It's like just yanking your eyeballs. Yeah, away you want from like, you know, it's like they were doing the photo apps, like the gallery, you know, in the black background and it just made the colors pop more. Right. And your eyes weren't kind of going light, dark. What am I doing? You know, your pupils just, ah. Yeah, but you know what I want to do? What do you want to do? I've seen people, they have a job where they have to stare at a computer and maybe it affects them. And they have these big giant orange glasses that they wear. Oh, really? The, I'm just going to start wearing like glasses like that. Really? The, all the I've time. seen those at the dentist too to yes. shield your eyes from I the, love those things. It makes you look like Plastic Man. Yeah, so That's you're just going to get set for the office? I'm just going to walk around with them all day long. I think you could start a fashion trend. I think I could. Yeah, it I could, could be a sort of little futuristic that, dystopian thing going that, on here. Or I'll get followed by security most of the day. Mm-hmm. But that's a different story. Sure, what are those things on your face? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, come on, who doesn't want to look like Plastic Man from the comic books? That's true. You know, yeah. it is a, a very distinctive look. Absolutely. So that is the hopefully helpful hint. Uh, give your eyes a rest, switch to dark mode. Uh, and if you get tired of dark mode, uh, you can always go back to the light in of your course. settings. So Go towards the light, J.D. Yes. Go towards the light. When you feel like it. When you feel like it, of course. So uh, there'll be a short blog post with some links to how to get to these settings and the apps we mentioned. You can find that on our show page at poptechjam.com. Very nice. But now we have to go. You got to go. Yes. It was a good show. It, it was, it was, it was kind of, you know, I had the different parts this time. I was feeling kind of like freeform, kind of you like know? 70s FM radio You know, kind of winding up. I'm with I went off script. Mm-hmm. You ad-libbed. A, yeah, I'm doing hand gestures that nobody can see. I know. <laughs> it's it's like, kind of like jazz hands. Oh, <laughs> I'm doing like jazz hands with a tech term, and we had a triple H, mm-hmm. a triple H. Yes. And, you know, uh, I like the old kinda, days. I like the old days. I like this. Yeah, every once in a while, you got to kick it old school. Yeah, you got to kick it old school style. Uh, we got to thank the bro. Speaking of kicking it old school style you know they're the guys who bought us back yes that's true thank you bros thank, thank you, you for bros. bringing us back from the abyss built by bros.com build something with the bros if you think it they'll build it and thank you listeners uh, we hope you are having a good uh, first week of may yeah, it's may already look at that yeah we're rolling down into summer guardians of the galaxy opens this weekend the kentucky derby's on right. the weather's been nice i've got nothing to complain about i know have you noticed that i haven't complained about i know the you've been doing very good you haven't I even had the brown fizzy to, water to wind uh, you up i haven't yeah i'm trying to get off it i read, I read this report did you read that report no, the one about dementia Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't need I'm any help on was, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't need any help in that area. No, it's, it's I'm always, slightly demented as it is. It's always good to have a little cleanse every once in a while. Yeah, Guardian of the Galaxies. I'm hearing good things. Yes. I'm so, hearing good things. I will definitely be checking that out. Oh, uh, yes. So uh, until next week when we are back with more, everyone have a lovely week. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. All right. Let's go see if we can find a Windows 10S computer. <laughs> you can taunt it. Yeah, I'm going to taunt it real good.